What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. Our mission, to spark hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. When you finish a podcast, our hope is that our community would be inspired to live different, to live freely and boldly because of the love of Jesus. We'll be your hosts. I'm Zach. And I'm Brooke. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to this week's edition of the Build Different Podcast. You guys, yesterday was a very special day for me and my wife, Evelyn Jane. It was actually our very first wedding anniversary, September the 5th. And I'm telling you guys, I just wanted to give her a quick shout out because what a joy it has been just having the opportunity to walk alongside of her these past 365 days. A lot of smiles, a lot of laughter, a lot of joy, but also a lot of tears, a lot of hardships and adversity that we've been able to walk through and navigate through and really grow within our relationship and build off of it to sharpen one another. I'm telling you guys, marriage is such a gift. And if you go about it with the intentionality of wanting to pursue one another each and every day, continually dating one another and keeping the Lord the center of your relationship so that he can lead and guide and direct your life and your steps together. I'm telling you guys, if the Lord is for you, who can be against you? It has been a beautiful year and I'm just so incredibly thankful for you, Eve. So I just wanted to give you a quick shout out, babe. But also yesterday, September 5th is also a day that we know as Labor Day. And for those of you that don't really know much about Labor Day, so Labor Day is observed the first Monday in September, and it's actually an annual celebration of the social and economic achievements of American workers. So I just wanted to start out by giving a shout out to all of you men and women out there that are working incredibly hard each and every day to provide for your family, to provide for self, whatever you guys are doing. Thank you for your hard work and the work ethic that you bring to the table each and every day to this amazing country. But I also wanted to take a second because Labor Day is also recognized as a holiday where we kind of take a second to find some rest. A friend of mine in a group message that I'm a part of sent some statistics that I honestly think are heartbreaking, to be honest with you, when we read some of this. And I think we need to understand the importance of rest. Listen to some of these statistics. A new study has found that lack of sleep among the U.S. workforce is costing approximately $411 billion dollars and losing 1.2 million working days every year. Drowsy driving is responsible for 1,550 fatalities and 40,000 non-fatal injuries annually in the United States. Researchers also found that a person who sleeps on average less than six hours a night has a 13% higher mortality risk than someone sleeping between seven and nine hours. It says we have a rest problem. My friends, I don't know about you, but I, don't, I know for me personally, I have to incorporate rest into my life. And rest isn't only just looking like the form of sleeping or taking a nap at night, but also just finding rest in what I get to do each and every day. So for instance, being able to spend time in God's word for me is finding rest. Being able to take some time to go hang out in community for me is finding rest. Going on a date night with my wife and celebrating our love and our relationship for me is finding rest. Being able to honestly read a book and just disengage from the busyness and the chaos in my life is finding rest. And if we have a goal in mind, if we're working towards something, rest is a necessity, but there's a difference between rest and complacency. And that's where we're gonna bridge the gap in our episode today. Rest is a necessity 
propensity to reaching our goals, whereas complacency is the enemy of progress and reaching our goals. Our guest today is someone who knows so much about the topic of sacrifice and work ethic and teamwork. His name is Shane Manny. Shane actually is a Marine, first off, which we're just so incredibly thankful for him and his service and for all of the military men and women out there who risk their lives and have risked their lives every single day for the freedom that we get to enjoy here in the United States of America. So thank you so much, first and foremost, Shane, for your service to our country. But also, Shane is the founder and the owner of Five Stones Fight Club, which is a ministry that truly exists to help people find holistic fitness, not only physically when it comes to the fighting aspect, the athleticism aspect, things like that, the competitive aspect and drive, but also the mental and emotional and the spiritual. Shane has a heart for people and his motto, I love this, and this is kind of the caption of our entire episode today. He says, come as you are, but don't stay as you are, right? Because complacency at the end of the day, what it wants us to do is it wants us to believe that we can just remain stagnant or we don't have to continually progress or remain, or we don't have to persevere or remain persistent at the end of the day. We can kind of just like go through the motions throughout life. That's not rest. Rest at the end of the day is taking intentional time away from the busyness so that way you can fill up your cup so that way you're not just giving the bottom scraps of it exhausted throughout life, but actually you're letting it spill over into everything that you do, into every aspect of your life, into every person you have the opportunity of interacting with. Complacency, on the other hand, is just going through the motions, taking things for granted. My prayer today is that you'd be able to recognize the difference between rest and complacency in your life and that Shane would be able to hopefully and prayerfully spark a little bit of motivation and challenge in you to continually incorporate into your daily routine. My friends, help me introduce my good friend, Shane Manny. Mr. Shane, thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. Absolutely. You know, we've had several opportunities to interact at previous Ignite Men's Impact Weekends. Man, I love what you're doing. It's super encouraging. I can't wait for our listeners to find out more about you. But just before we dive into your story and all that you guys are doing at Five Stones Fight Club, what I really wanted to kind of preface this interview with is this whole idea of holistic fitness, right? For you personally, I mean, you've accumulated over 20 years of coaching experience that includes wrestling, boxing, submission grappling, and strength training, along with serving six years years as an infantry machine gunner in the United States Marine Corps, two years as a police officer in Richmond, Virginia, and eight years as a private security contractor and security lead supervisor for Exelon Nuclear Security. So the physical fitness, um, that's clearly there for my man, Shane Manny. But then when it comes spiritually, in 2016, you earned a bachelor's degree in biblical studies from Lancaster Bible College, and you also do high-risk missions overseas. So the spiritual fitness is there. But now currently, you work in the field of drug and alcohol rehabilitation at Pennsylvania Counseling Services, which also means you understand the mental and emotional fitness as well. So Shane, just to begin, help our listeners understand the knowledge that you've been able to build throughout your years of experience and help them understand how you would even describe fitness in all aspects and facets of life. Yeah, I think the the, the awesome thing about uh, how God works is like the last part you talked about... uh, uh, working on PA counseling services. That's actually, I just ended that. So now mm. I'm actually full time here at the gym, which wow. is pretty, which is pretty amazing. So God's good in that, in that regard. So, um, but let me just tell you, when you look at fitness across the board, right? I mean, yeah. every society has always had to address the body, the mind and the soul, 
right? Sure. I mean, there, there's no, you can't get away from it. Um, most conversations that we have in life with people in general have, have to do with all three. I mean, you know, we, we have a, a culture right now that uh, is looking for the easy fix, the life hack, the, the, the one trick that's going to turn things around. Right. And in reality, that's never, that's never been the case, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, so all, all three of those aspects take work and it takes discipline and it takes one of those, uh, the attitudes of, I'm never going to fully get it, but I can't stop trying to get it. That's right. And so, so when we look at the body, mind, and spirit, right, um, and, and abundant life in general, right, people, mm -hmm. I just don't feel fulfilled, right? You hear that a lot, or I'm, I, just, I just don't know what to do. I have no purpose. Yeah. Um, it's probably because we're not looking in the right place. So we're trying mm -hmm. to fill the wrong, the, what, we consume, what we would consider to be a need. Um, and so if there's no, if, if you're not fully invested in all three, mm -hmm. it, the machine's going to break down, right? I mean, it's just, right. it, it can't continue. So- you know, we look at uh, Philippians 4, right? Everybody, I can do all things through Christ, right? And we take that out of context a lot, right? Like yeah. athletes get it tattooed all over themselves and they're, you yeah. know, I can do anything, you know? Uh, really, it's, I can be content in all situations. I know what it is to have, you know, little. I know what it is to have a lot. Um, but knowing that God's got the plan and if I can walk in that, that's when I, I learned my contentment and my contentment is in the abundance of God in my life, not in mm -hmm. abundance of things. So, um, so I think that's the main thing we look at when we're talking about fitness, like, you've got it. You've got to grind it out, you know, and it's the same thing with your faith, man. That's the biggest, I would say the number one neglected thing in people's life is their faith because it's one of those things. It's such a personal thing, but yet, well, I'm tired. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I got so, I'm so busy, right? I've heard yeah. busy being under Satan's yoke. I've heard that said, that's what B-U-S-Y. I'm like, that's, I love that. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so from my perspective, I mean, across the board, you know, you gotta, you always have to address all three of those things with the same intensity and same, you know, fervor that you would address one with. So you can't just have it all and, and, and just throw two aside. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to dig deep and, and drive on. Mm, I love that, Shane, because what you're saying is it's really about the pursuit, really. It's really about the dedication to it, to getting, living this more holistically healthy life. And we're going to get to those details here and dive into those topics a little bit more um, down the road. But here, what I really want to take a few minutes with is just giving you the time to share a little bit about Five Stones Fight Club and really where this idea and this vocation came from. We see it behind you. Um, first off, I would love to know like where the name came from. I've also heard you share in a previous interview that this whole idea was kind of constructed in a basement back in 2008. So can you help all of our listeners understand what it is, what you guys are doing, and just the amazing things that God is doing in and through your ministry? Yeah, sure. Um, so the idea of Five Stones, right, it started as uh, a way to reach that 18 to 35-year-old male. You know, yeah. it's the largest dynamic that's still missing in the church today, but yes. it's also the number one follower of mixed martial arts. You know, um, and I had grown up wrestling and, and my dad taught me to box when I was 10 and I picked up jujitsu while I was in the Marine Corps and, and just kind of continued with that throughout the rest of, you know, my life to this point. But, uh, so the, the MMA side of things, it, it was, it was kind of like natural, right? It just kind of rolled over. Yeah. Um, but it was how we built friendships and bonds. And so I knew that when I would go to church, I can remember as a kid going to church and walking in and, and I just felt like I didn't fit in. Like, like I, like I was, I was always involved in some sort of athletics. Yep. So my friend group, my peer group was, was different than maybe what was it at our youth group at the time. Yeah. And I was like, man, like I, I, not that I didn't like the people. I just like, I just wouldn't normally hang out with them. Right. Right. And so, because I mean, different interests, whatever. Right. So, yep. um, 
so that was kind of what spurred this idea. I'm like, man, well, where, like, where are all the warriors? Where are my guy? Like, where are all my guys? <laughs> you know. And yeah. so, uh, but the idea of five, the, the name Five Stones. Uh, you talk about David and Goliath, yeah. right? And so David went down, and he, you know, he's like, who's who is this Philistine that's come here, you know, insulting my God? So he, yeah. he picked up five stones. People were like, wow, well, Casey missed, right? I'm like, no, like there's there's four brothers, you know. Mm. So he knew he's like, look, if you're gonna kill one, we're, we're gonna have to kill them all. And so the idea is the parallel is that we all have giants in our lives, right? And you know, we, with the, with God's direction and God, the courage that God gives us, we need to step up and run towards that fight of whatever giant that is, whether it's addiction, whether it's you know um, just depression, whatever, right? There's a ton of giants that people can slay in the name of God in their life and give God the glory for that. So that's kind of where we got the name from. Um, and a lot of people don't really understand that until the conversations begin, you know, they yeah. come in all oh, five stones. That's cool. Um, and then, cause, cause you walk into our gym. I mean, there's, there's guys banging most of the time, like our, our busy times are in the evenings, but I mean, there's guys boxing, there's guys kickboxing, there's guys rolling in the mat room, you know, there's guys lifting weights, you know, on the other side. So, I mean, like it's, it's a fight club. It's a, I mean, yeah. you walk into the gym and you're like, this is, this is real, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I love that. So, and, and that's the other thing too, is like, and and by by no means am I saying all churches, right? Right. But a lot of times now we have the church bending to the culture, mm. right? Um, and and the, the seeker friendly idea, the gospel itself is is not seeker friendly. I mean, it's mm. it's offensive. The gospel yeah. is offensive, and so and it needs to be right because if if we're not willing to admit that we're sinners, right. there there can be no reconciliation with God. Yes, And so, you know, if we're too comfortable, comfort, man, that, that kills everything, you know, mm-hmm. and, and everything, right? We talk, and if, if you're comfortable, you're probably not working out hard enough. If you're comfortable with, you're not probably not, like with your spiritual walk, you're probably not digging deep enough, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff that we need to be comfortable being uncomfortable, if that makes sense. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a growth thing. And so, um, so we started in my basement in 2008. Um, I was down at Lancaster Bible College. Uh, I started there. Uh, well, before I went to Lancaster Bible College, I was a youth uh, youth pastor in a small town called Myerstown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember going to church. I'm like, man, like where where all where all the 18 to 35 year old men? Not, there's there's none of them here, you know. I'm like, there's nobody my age. Like I'm like, where is everybody? Right. And uh, and we'd have like different things and like different events and stuff. And um, as a youth pastor, um, people would come and there'd be guys that were lingering right on the you know the edge of like well i graduated last year can i come and be like mm-hmm. well i mean not supposed to but i'll tell you what we're having a cookout why don't you come over you know that right. kind of stuff right. um and i'm like where's like there's nothing for these guys past this like mm-hmm. you know it's it's been the the babysitting of people in the church if you will yep. and i mean I, to the point to where listen i i was threatened to be fired because i was bringing too many unchurched people then like mm-hmm. i don't understand that I'm like what's my job like mm-hmm. I, right i'm not Sorry, I'm not like right. you have to fire me. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. like uh, that's you know. So, um, so long story short on that, um, I I continued training while I, was, I went to, started going to Lancaster Bible College a couple of years later, and uh, I started training in the mornings. And I bumped into a guy. I was actually reading my Bible, uh, and my Bible had a little Marine Corps emblem on it. And this guy walks by and he looks at me and he's like, "Hey, are you a Marine?" 
And I was like, oh, here we go. I'm thinking to myself, this kid, this can go one of two ways, right? Um, and I was like, uh, yeah, I'm a Marine. And he's like, oh, me too. So he sits down, you know, and he starts talking and he's like, yeah, I was a police officer. I was like, oh, me too, you know? So uh, so we, we we created a bond. He's like, do you train? I'm like, yeah, every morning. I'm here at like five o'clock. When you, you know, we'll, we'll, let's, let's hook up. So he's like, do you, do you fight? And I'm like, yeah, man. So we started, you know, banging around before class and we started scheduling the same classes together, you know, same time <laughs> so we could train together throughout the day. And, uh, and then next thing you know, you know, it started growing and growing and growing. And then one day I wake up, like I'm standing in my yard because um, I lived about 30 minutes away from the school and I'm standing in my yard. And I'm like, man, like all of a sudden now I got a, a bunch of college age men training in my yard, went from my basement to my garage because around space, you know, I'm in a two car garage. And then uh, I was living in a parsonage, right? At the time yeah. too. So I was a youth pastor. That was, that was my payment, right? Right. So, right. um, so I got like all these dudes in my yard flipping tires and carrying massive stones and guys banging around. I mean, it was great. And uh, the garage was full of mats and, and heavy bags. And uh, <laughs> I, go, I go to church the next Sunday and one of the elders is like, hey, who are all these convicts in your yard? <laughs> I'm like, convicts? I'm like, they're all my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, they're all tatted up, you know what I mean? Then, you know, so uh, it, it was just, it was awesome. And, uh, and so we, we continue to grow from there. And next thing you know, I'm like, I should get a place. Right. So, um, we rented this, uh, this, it was Spartan. I mean, it was like, oh, yeah. it was, there was no, there was no running water. There was no heat. Uh, there was electricity, praise God. Yeah. Um, so we had lights at, at night, but I um, like, I mean, I'm, I spent hours boarding this place up and trying to, you know, secure right. there's birds flying. In. I was, it was Matt, it was 10,000 square feet. It was flat. It was awesome. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, the funny thing, I, this is where I met my buddy Joel. I didn't even, I, mean, I didn't know this, but there was like old bathrooms on the far side. And the guy's like, yeah, they're still hooked up. So, I mean, if you need to, you can pour liquid down there just to get rid of it or whatever. He's like, but, you know, and I'm like, all right, well, we'll just, you know, go pee in a drain or whatever. <laughs> it wasn't hooked up. Okay. So, to come to find out, it was leaking on the uh, the floor of the Pagan Motorcycle Club's <laughs> clubhouse, which was two floors below us. I'm like, no. so I got a visit from them. And uh, and they're like, they they come up and. You know, the, if you can imagine the elevator doors, they open like like a accordion, right? And you right. walk out and our cage is right there. And there's our weight room and our mats and stuff. Oh, and they, yeah. So they come up and they're like, what is this place? You know, so right. I talked to I talked to like two of them and I'm like, tell them, tell them about, you know, about what we're doing. And he's like, so you punch people in the face in the name of Jesus. I said, yeah, pretty much. And <laughs> uh, and he's like, I got somebody needed you to meet. So the next day he brings this other guy up named Joel and uh, Joel was a uh, 10th mountain division in the army. So him and he fought in Afghanistan, him and I had a good connection, you know, both being, uh, seeing combat at some point. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of connected right off the bat and, uh, and he became to get, he, he became really involved with five stone. Now he's on our board. Um, and he's actually one of our guys who, uh, preached. He grew, he grew up a missionary kid in Liberia. Wow. Um, and kind of, you know, walked away from the church a little bit and, uh, and was, was having his own struggles in life, you know? Um, and so it was just awesome to have that connection. And then from there, man, it just, we just started to roll. Um, you know, we got to the point where we're talking about, it wouldn't be great if we could do mission work, you know, and yep. if we could fund that through the gym and figure that out. But so we talk about five things, right? Identity, purpose, mm. calling, training, and on mission. Mm-hmm. And those five things, we know that if, if we have those five things in our life, right, if they're answered correctly, you will live a fulfilled life because you're going to be right. following what God's called you to do, right? That's right. Um, and what we've been, what we were seeing, what we were, we, we kept experiencing is we have, we, we struggled with legitimacy on both ends. Like we had the, the fight world looking at us and going, there's no way they're good fighters or just a bunch of Christians. 
right? Mm. And then you had the church world sometimes looking at us and going, there's no way they're good Christians. They're just a bunch right. of fighters. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like, so uh, we were stuck in the middle until people, like, when they come and, and see what's happening, I mean, lives being changed. We have people, I mean, to this day, people that are out of addictions, guys that spent uh, 10 years in state prison. Mm. One of the guy that he, he's now our work prison worship leader. Um, mm. He has been on numerous trips overseas. Uh, you know, his, I mean, just amazing testimony. We have another, mm. another girl, another woman that's uh, uh, out of the occult. I mean, like she was summoning demons yeah. at one point wow. and, you know, just had come here and, and just God did a miraculous work there. We got, we now have a church that meets, um, Next to, we took our cage down um, and we put our boxing ring up because we got the big boxing event coming up. But we got a boxing ring and now doubles as a stage. And uh, for church, we packed that thing out uh, on Sunday mornings. The gym's closed on Sundays, except for church. And we do, um, you know, community meals and stuff on Sunday after church. But so we've, we've had people literally like manifest <laughs> demonically in the, in, uh, and I, I had never, I'd never seen that before. Right. You know, I'd heard of these things and I'm like, oh, wow. Okay, here we go. You know, um, so I mean, God's doing some crazy work uh, through this ministry, and it's it's been it's been a crazy run. But so our mission work is uh, primarily right now, currently in Kurdistan. That's our, our kind of our main hub. Yeah. Um, last year, we smuggled twenty five thousand Bibles into Iran um, wow. with amazing. with the help of other organizations as well. I mean, it wasn't just right. us, you know, slapping them on our back and you know hiking up over the mountains. But yeah. uh, we had we had a, we had to help with the process with that, and then. Uh, um, we do a lot of humanitarian work and some medical missions to missionaries living on the Syrian border, um, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's been it's been wild. It has been wild indeed. Shane, hearing all of the things that you guys are doing, when I see you, I really see someone who's like an evangelist, really trying to reach the unchurched. And that's the most important demographic in my mind, because what is the gospel if we're not sharing it to all parts of the earth? And that's what I love. So I love your heart so much. That's why I love your passion. Something that you've been quoted saying, and what I love about Five Stones is this idea that you want people to come as they are, but not to stay as they were. And I feel like that's just a beautiful description and understanding really of what training is and what the pursuit of something greater than us is. Like you said, calling and identity and purpose and training and endurance and all these things, these five points. I also think of 1 Timothy 6.12, which is on a lot of your shirts. And it says, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good confession in the presence of many witnesses. So Shane, to the person out there today that maybe just feels tired, maybe feels exhausted, maybe feels like they would rather settle for comfort or convenience or complacency, which like you said, is like the drug of choice of our culture and society today. To the person who's disappointed or discouraged, what word of encouragement would you really instill within them today to press into perseverance and remind them that they're truly never out of the fight? Yeah. So here's the thing. We as Western culture love our comfort, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was told by a gentleman named Dave Eubanks said, you never make a decision out of fear, comfort, anger, or pride. Mm. Those four things will destroy you every single time. Mm. And I'm like, man, like that. And that stuck with me, uh, you, you know, for as long as I've, I've, since I've heard that. I'm like, man, we, we use that a lot. Uh, I, I don't know if you know Dave. Uh, Dave's the yeah. founder of the Free Burma Rangers. Yeah. So, um, but so, um, and they've been instrumental actually helping us get established in, you know, in Iraq and Kurdistan and stuff. So, but as far as encouragement goes, I mean, you, you don't have to look further than first Corinthians. 
right? Yeah. Chapter nine, it's like, look, here's the deal. This is, this, it's a fight. Yep. And it, there's the, the, the biggest thing we have to understand is you don't get to quit this fight. You know, you right. can quit when you're dead, right? There's yep. no retirement in the kingdom. None. Um, you know, it's just a, simply a transition and then you're, then you're ready to roll again, you That's know? Right. Um, and so, you know, for us, when, when we're looking at chapter nine, uh, first Corinthians, you know, it's all runners run, right? Mm -hmm. But only one gets the prize and we got to fix our eyes on the prize, mm -hmm. you know? So it takes a, a life of discipline, but the, 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 you know, you know, everybody knows Jocko Willing talks about Jocko and, you know, um, discipline equals freedom, right? Well, yep. that's exactly right. That's a biblical principle. Mm -hmm. You know, when we're, when we're following the, the discipline that God's laid out for our life, we're free. Um, it gives us the ability, you know, to, to continue to drive forward, to, to reach others. Um, because like in first Corinthians nine, that I may not be disqualified from the prize, right? right. I'm not saying I can't that. I'm not saying do something that we're not trying to do, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's a struggle. You know, you're, you're tired. I, I'm tired, right? Um, yeah. But the thing is, is knowing that at best you have 100 years here. I mean, mm -hmm. right? Give or take. Yeah. yeah. You know, but your goal is eternity forever. Measure right. that. That's right. You know, so if, you're, if, if we're truly engaged and we're saying, yeah, man, like I'm in, well, then we got to be in. You know, and this is where it's important to have that community of believers around you yes. who can help pick you up because there's going to be times when you're not going to feel it, right? Yep. When you're not going to want to train, you know, when you're not going to want to get in a ring and, and spar, I'm hurt, I'm tired, I'm hungry. Mm -hmm. There's always something, right? We're human. There's always going to be something wrong. That's right. But the thing is, that's where you build your character and that's where you build your, you, you know, it's like a callus, right? The callus on your hands don't get built when, you're, when you take time off. They, right. the, it gets hardened over time because it's, it's pressure and it's, it's ground out just like sharpening iron sharpens iron, right? That's a hard mm -hmm. process, man. You're taking bits of your piece of, of, of metal or, she or shearing off of that. That's what the mm -hmm. sparks are. And if, if it had feelings, it would be painful, right? Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we have a lot more of those little nicks and burrs that we need to grind down and it's a hard thing. It's a hard process, but don't stop grinding. Mm. Right. And that's where you, like I said, yeah, that community of believers, man, they can come alongside you and, and, and walk that walk with you. It's important, super important. Mm. But I would say the above all those prayer, you got to be in prayer, you know, mm. be in your word and, 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 and eat, eat the word, you know, and, uh, and be on your knees, man. That's, that's where it's at. It's the only time, that's the only way that you're going to find true rest, right? That's powerful. And like you said, in First Corinthians chapter 9, it says that every day we're called to run to win, right? Yeah. To run with a purpose in mind, to run that race of endurance every single day to the very best of our abilities. I spoke the other day to a collegiate baseball team, and I was talking about passion. When I was studying the word passion, if you look at its Latin and Greek, and Greek roots, it actually means to suffer, Right. So there's a difference between saying that you love something or you're committed to something and then loving something so much that you're willing to endure suffering for it. Right. To say you're passionate about something is a whole different level. And so to the person out there who maybe feels discouraged, man, what are you passionate about? Right. Press into that passion, endure the suffering and keep on going. And like you said, Shane, that's kind of what I want to transition into is this idea of godly Christ like community. You being a former Marine, you know, you are somebody, I want to th say thank you so much for your service. I highly respect anybody that has walked in the military forest because they know what sacrifice looks like. A lot of people, they don't have what it takes. You did, and you still do, and I so appreciate you and all that you do every single day. Um, you're amazing. So seriously, kudos to you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But what I want to say is when it comes to a motto that Marines have, which is no man left behind, Right. I wish that we 
took that mindset in and throughout our everyday lives here on earth and our culture and society because I think this place would be so much different, right? And I think too often though, Shane, we run to community for validation rather than for correction and for teaching, right? We run to community just to feel good about ourselves rather than to have people who actually care about us, who are actually in our corner, like you're saying, to sharpen us. And I think scripture says, faithful are the wounds of a friend, right? I mean, come on, people. It's somebody that's going to uplift you, but also that's going to push you and challenge you. And so, Shane, can you help our listeners understand just the import, the importance and significance of godly Christ-like community and the benefit that that can add to their lives. Yeah. So the the biggest thing we talk, one of the things we talk about here um, is relational evangelism and relational discipleship. Mm. Right. It's doing life with people. It's not just a, I, I need to get you converted. It's uh, we talk about. It's not a religion. It's a relationship. Well, then That's let's right. build some relationships. That's so right. why why would we then make make it about a religious thing that way we get you to pray a prayer you know what i mean but we don't want to build that relationship first like that's yeah. that's that's insane that's going through the motions yeah right exactly yeah check the box good add another number no that's and and then you see it's not about the the what they say it's mm-hmm. about it is there a, a converted a changed life right mm-hmm. is there is there um a a place where you can see that complete repentance that utter dependence on christ and then a life changed. That's that's it. Because it is impossible to meet the creator of the universe and walk away unchanged. It's impossible, right? So, so for us, like we always say, nothing says love like a punch in the face. Yeah. Um, and you, you watch boxing events, you watch MMA guys, I mean, jiu-jitsu, whatever, any type of fight you watch. At the end, they, they, they talk about sportsmanship and they, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing of respect, Right. You walk away, you give a handshake and a hug or whatever. Um, it's in those times when the deepest conversations happen in our gym. Yeah. Like when everybody's exhausted, when the facade is down, when the, the, uh, the image that you're trying to portray has been completely shattered by some new guy in a gym who, you, who, don't, who you're like, man, he's new. He doesn't know anything. And all yeah. of a sudden you're tapping or you're like, man, I see some stars. Like something mm-hmm. happened. You know, and, and so all the ego is left and all those things are gone. Your, your, your identity of who you are, what you thought you were has been shattered. Mm. It takes a real soul searching then to continue to move on and press in. And like you said, when you press in here in the community, that's when the guys, it's, it's not uncommon to see two dudes sit in a corner, one guy crying, another guy praying for him after they've just rolled for two hours. You know, um, or, or sitting, sitting along the, uh, the edge of the ring, you know, and guys are spilling their guts and it's, it's a, I don't know why. I think it's like you said in the, in the whole thing with the Marine Corps is that you, you suffer together yep. and you know that there's, that there's a bond that can only be built through suffering. Yeah. Pain and is so relatable. When, you know, it's, yeah. And, and it's, it's one of those things that will never go. Um, mm-hmm. Because you know that that guy is going to give you, if I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth, right? Yep. Plain and simple. No matter how much it stings, no matter how much it hurts, I'll try to do it tactfully, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes I'm not so good at that, but yeah. like, I, like I'm going to tell you the truth because I love you and I want to see you set free and because I want to make sure that, that you're not living a lie that's going to take you to death, mm-hmm. right? And so if that's truly the case, then we need to have that honesty in that brotherhood. Oh, and, so, and we have females that train here too. Like I said, we got, we got men and women to train here. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's without that, that pure, uh, they say real recognizes real, right? Yeah. I mean, you walk into the gym, dudes are punching each other in the face. Like yeah. this, it's, it doesn't get any more real than that. Right. 
And so everything is laid bare. And in a community, that's what it takes in order to build that bond of relationship where life conversations can actually happen on a, on a, 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 a solid level where stuff will actually change. So, you know, identity, purpose, calling, training, and on mission. Mm-hmm. Our identity in Christ gives us our purpose, which is glorification of God. We do that through the use of our talents, gifts, and our abilities that he's blessed us with, our calling. Mm-hmm. But we need to train up so that we can be on the mission we're called to be. And mm-hmm. that's, that's how all of those tie in into this community. And the guys that are in here, man, it's, it's awesome to see it work. Um, and because it's a Holy Spirit driven thing. Like, I don't right. need to be like, Hey, did you talk about those five things? Like, it's just, it, it will happen. <laughs> you know, that's right, man. I think that's so powerful, Shane. That's a great, um, depiction for us to be able to use those five things and carry them throughout our daily lives as well. And something that you just brought up is this idea of a brotherhood. Um, sitting here talking to you, right? You're a manly man. Um, that's what I love. I want like Ignite Men's Impact Weekend. Our goal is to bring manly men and men from all walks of life into the same arena together to worship God and grow in a relationship with one another as well. That's why I love doing that. I love doing things like hunting and fishing workshops, like Five Stones Fight Club workshops, where you get guys that honestly have never been to church before and maybe are closed off to the idea of church because maybe they've been judged in the past in the same room to get punched in the face with the gospel. Because sometimes, you know, I think our culture and society has unfortunately watered it down and they I, they view love in a sense of, well, that's just tough love. There's, there's such thing as tough love. That's oh, just love. love right? That's it, love. That's, that's it. love. Straight up. Yes. It's multifaceted for sure, but you have to understand that, I mean, speaking the truth in love, that's still love. That's what yep. tough love is. And yep. so just understanding that and understanding just knowing you have a heart for men, I have a heart for men, and just getting them back into their faith, but also into their families. You know, something I wanted to bring up here and I wanted to touch on with you is this idea. Listen to this statistic because I'm in the mental health space as well alongside of you that you were just in Um, just looking at some stats of our youth and adolescents and what they're going through today nearly 40% of our country's youth and adolescents will wake up at some point in a home where their biological father does not live that's heartbreaking, and that is a problem in our culture and society today, 100%. I mean, people don't really understand what it's like to be sitting in a counseling office, and you have a little kid come in your room and literally look at you with tears rolling down his face saying, I wish my dad would choose me for once, right? Or if he only sees his dad every other weekend saying, I wish my dad would take our time as serious as I take it, because I don't take it for granted, because I wish I got to see him more, and he's bawling crying, and dads don't understand that when a dad is absent or disengaged from the home, it actually increases their child's levels of mental health challenges, such as anxiety, depression, substance use and abuse, thoughts of suicidality. They actually have lower academic performance and they have a much more difficult time establishing their identity and calling in life. But on the flip side, if a dad is engaged and a dad is present in the lives of his children, the exact opposite things occur. Mental health challenges decrease, academic performance increases, their identity um, performance and just being able to formulate it, that increases as well. There are so many benefits to an engaged man within the family atmosphere. So can you just help our listeners understand, Shane, just your passion for drawing men back into the faith, back into church, back into relationship with God and one another, and the importance of having a godly father within a family, being a dad of three yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the thing. I mean, the, the example in scripture is, is so clear. Jesus himself, 
right? Yeah. When he was baptized and given his mission, right? The Holy right. Spirit rested upon him. You know, you heard the voice from heaven. This is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Mm-hmm. Every The same words that every young man wants to hear from their dad. I love you. I'm proud of you. Yep. You know, that that's that's it. Mm-hmm. And and then you see the, the mission, it, it's, it's go time, right? Yes. Because there's confidence in that. Yes. You know, and, and it's, I think that's, I mean, obviously there's way more deep sp- spiritual stuff, but of for, course. for a, an example, right? For a, a surface level example, we can see that. I mean, it, the family is God's tool right. to evangelize the world, right? right? Be fruitful, multiply. Well, why? Because we want a little us? No, we're supposed to be repl- uh, replicating the image of God throughout the world. That's the idea, yes. right? So, and, and it's a man and a woman. And they have children mm-hmm. and then, and, and you can't even say that sometimes now, like yeah. it's, we've, we've lost our mind as a culture. We can't figure out why we're having trouble connecting to our children. Well, mm-hmm. it's because we're not, we're not following God's plan in life. Mm-hmm. Right. Or we, we want, we want the comfort of whatever we want. Yeah. And, and, and we're, we're willing to sacrifice for that, mm-hmm. for comfort, but we're not willing to sacrifice for what God called us to be now. So, mm-hmm. and I say sacrifice, you talk about passion, right? Yeah. Um, that's the sacrificial love of a father is a passion for his children that's and right. a passion for his family, mm. right? That's, that's where, that's our first ministry. That's the very first thing we're called to. Mm. So if, if the family at home breaks down, <laughs> the community is going to break down. That's if right. the community is breaking down, the churches are breaking down and their mm. outreach is going to suffer because of the, it's gonna, not going to be as effective, right? Mm-hmm. God can restore all things. I understand that. But he's got a plan and a purpose. And it's it's when you look at the father, right? There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. There's That's only right. sin. Sin is toxic. That's what's toxic. Right. Toxic masculinity behavior is, is God given. Mm-hmm. Right. And when you see that, right? This is why just tribes that like won't let kids hang out together when they're adolescents because they know they're gonna get themselves in trouble. They yeah. follow the father the entire time. So they learn to be men. And so what's happening, we've lived a culture now where we're gr- we're we're raising children. Mm. Instead of raising adults. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we're not, no, let kids be kids. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. They need to understand that I've got 18 years at best to have them in my home where I'm going to turn loose an adult in a society. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. turn loose a child in the society because society will make them into the adult that they want. The consumer, I wouldn't say adult, the consumer that they want. Right. Yep. So we've got, we've got to be intentional on our, our child rearing yep. so that it's, it's a, a progression from child, from boy to man, you know, yeah. uh, girl to woman, right? Yeah. But there's there's a whole wisdom in that, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're, it is super, super, super important to make sure that you have the spiritual head of the family yes. in tune to the spiritual needs of those he's been given charge of. Yes. And it's not a, a lording over power, right? Nope. We, we hear that all the time. It was, I'll submit unto the husband. Well, as he submits to Christ, right? And yes. he would give up his life for her, just like Christ gave up his life for the church, mm. right? The children then see that and be like, oh my goodness, this is how a family works. Yes. And so we're, we're, it's our responsibility as men to make yes. sure that we are setting the tone, right? I heard it said, I forget who said it. it might have been Tony Evans um, talking about the, the men are the thermostat in the home and the women are the thermometer. Mm-hmm. Right. We set the temperature, but they just reflect the temperature. So if if there's conflict, if there's issues, it's probably because we're out of line mm. and we need to make sure we're addressed spiritually first and then the family will fall in, in, in suit. 
Mm. But yeah, I mean, it's super important. It is. Shane, I love that, man. I love your heart and passion for it because it's so needed. Like you said, setting the tone within the home, man, train a child in the way that he or she should walk, right? I mean, that's just the most imperative term that you can do. We talk about training. We're talking about fitness. We're talking about endurance. It's the same thing in parenting and within the home as well. So I appreciate you mentioning that. Man, something that I know you're super excited about, something that I'm absolutely pumped about as well is your upcoming fall brawl event that will be taking place on October 29th. Man, for all of our listeners today, Shane, can you give us some more of those details? Help us understand some of the big names that are yeah. going to be showing up there and just so excited to hear about all that God is already doing. Where can we buy tickets? What are the deets, man? Yeah, so this whole thing came together in about three weeks, um, which, I mean, so th that's typical for, for us. Um, we're yeah. like, all right, Lord, well, I guess we're doing this, <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> But uh, we're so it's the fall brawl is basically one of our uh, our main fundraisers, right? Um, to, yeah. With we have the church, we have the gym, um, but all that funds our mission work overseas. That's kind of what we're what we're what we're trying to build up our funds for. Yeah. But so through this whole ordeal, we're like, well, we should just have an amateur fight. We'll have guys come in, local guys come in, you know, and, and do that. And uh, one of our, our well, our head boxing coach, he was sparring partners with Mike Tyson. Mm. Um, and so he's like, I'll call Mike. And we're like, yeah, yeah, okay, you know. So and he was like, he was half joking. So right. he's like, I'll, I'll just see what's worse he can say is no, right? So yeah. he calls Mike Tyson and he's like, yeah, man, I'm in. And we're like, wait, what? What? Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So, so then, and then, and then it snowballed from there. So we have Mike Tyson, Riddick Bowe, Mickey Ward, um, wow. John Scully, uh, I mean, Tim Witherspoon. Uh, dude, there's more guys. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just Vinny Paz. Like, now listen, wow. all these guys are not believers yet. That's right. Here's what's amazing about this, right? So apparently Tyson and uh, Mitch Green have this, had, uh, Mitch Green's coming as well. They were, yeah. they've had like, like they've hated each other. For, right. And we didn't know this, right? right. So we, we invited both of them. We're like, oh no, <laughs> you know, this isn't good. <laughs> so, I mean, they fought in the street in the past, right? I mean, yep. it wasn't, it was, it's not good. And so we're like, well, we should probably just like, call and figure out what we're going to do with this so oh, we yeah. make a couple phone calls and we're like no no you don't understand man this is actually pretty good like this this will be good and we're like why is it going to be good he says apparently for the last like two months they've been trying to figure out a time where they can get together and reconcile and mm. like you know let bygones be bygones and they're like dude they're going to do it at the fight i'm like mm. i don't they're going to do that here <laughs> like yeah so I, i've heard people say like this will be a great day for america i'm like oh my goodness like this it's great like i'm like they're going to come to Palmyra, Pennsylvania and, and do this thing at, at, the, at a Five Stones event. It's, it's awesome. And so I'm like, dude, we're going to do it at intermission, and we're going to have them do that. And then afterwards, I'm going to have uh, the baptisms, uh, baptismal set up on the, the – we have big feeding troughs that we use. <laughs> Put them in the back of the, in the, back of the, uh, the, the, the turf section because it's on a big turf field. And, yeah. and I'm going to give a gospel presentation. I'm going to talk about repentance and, and forgiveness, and I'm going to lay out a gospel message and be like, yo, if, if you're – I'm going to give an altar call right there at the, at the, uh, <laughs> the event. So, like, we're totally stoked. We're praying for, we're praying for Mike. <laughs> um, we're praying for all the other boxers that, that, uh, that are not, you know, currently followers of Christ. But um, we're just playing, praying for an, an awesome time where people can see, you know, these legends come. Um, yes. But also come and just see what we're doing, what God's been doing here through this whole ministry. And just, it's, that's, it's going to be wild. It's going to be it's wild. It's amazing, Shane. What, what is your website that our listeners can go to to purchase tickets and even to give to the charity and all that you guys are doing your missions? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
the website is www.fivestonesfightclub.org. Okay. Um, and that's the number five. And, uh, and if you go on our, if, if you go on our website, same thing, um, you'll go to the events tab yep. and you'll scroll down. You'll see fall brawl. It'll be right there. And you can order your tickets there. I mean, there's, there's everything from sponsorships uh, that are available, um, you know, meet and greet opportunities. Uh, you know, the night before we'll be doing a, a, a meet and greet opportunity, um, which I think will be awesome time because we're going to, we're going to use it for a time of testimony for all of our fighters and stuff. Uh, so it's going to be all, they're going to, they're going to get to hear, uh, the gospel message and see the gospel impact on lives. Uh, so we're, we're, we're stoked. It's going to be an awesome time. Wow. To all of our listeners, I'm going to say that again. It's www.fivestonesfightclub.org, and that's the number five, not spelling it out. You guys go to the website, click on the events tab, buy tickets to the Fall Brawl, fill the place out, and just keep sponsoring and giving to the charity and what Shane is doing and all of his team are doing with Five Stones and the impact and the influence that they're having all across the country and the world today. Shane, thank you so much for all that you guys do. But man, how we love to close up here on the Built Different Podcast is we love to just kind of leave the door open for our guests to share a pressing word that they feel like God has placed on their hearts for such a time as this. So Shane, what's the word of hope, encouragement, and motivation that maybe God has been teaching you that you want to relay and leave with us today? Yeah, so man, that's been... So for such a time as this, right? We've heard that and we hear that thrown around and and I love it because it's it's it rings true to God's character. Mm-hmm. Meaning when you look at where that comes from, you know, Esther has the opportunity to be that person in the gap, to stand in the gap, mm. right? To be part of God's grand plan. Mm. She has the opportunity for such a time as this. You're here for such a time as this. Mm. That's where we're at. Yeah. We're here for like, there's, there's no, there's no accidents. Mm. <laughs> like there's no coincidences. Like God's got a plan for us. And God is so sovereign that his plan is going to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so we have a choice. We can be part of that blessing. We get, we get the opportunity to surrender to him and follow and see that through. Mm. Or as if you continue to read for such a time as this, you see the, the warning of, look, if you don't, don't think we're going to escape this, mm. you know, but God will raise someone else up. Listen, right. God's got a calling on your life, on, on, on my life. That's why that's, you're here for a reason. You're breathing for a reason, and it's not self-service, right? Mm. We need to be about his work. That's right. And so that's, I mean, that's, I just, I, I keep feeling the, uh, the when, when we're preaching on Sunday, this last Sunday, we talked a little bit about about comfort. Actually, we had a, a group here, Sheepdog Response. I'm familiar with them, with uh, Sheepdog Response, um, yeah. Tim Kennedy, and all those guys. Um, oh, yeah. Now, Tim Tim wasn't here, but his his crew was here, and uh, they ran uh, a, a program here. Um, and we see people wanting to be part of something, right? Um, mm. And we see like the idea of a sheepdog, right, to stand in the gap. Mm. We have the opportunity to change the world in the name of Jesus. Yes. And it's simply by, by standing in the gap. We're, the, we're right. supposed to be the men and the women of the in-between, mm. right? We know that Satan's the, the, the roaring lion seeking who he may devour. Yep. And, he, and he, the ones he devour are the weak, the young, and the unaware. Mm. So we need to wake people up, raise up our children, 
mm. and be aware of a scheme so we can fight the good fight, right? Mm. That's, that would be my, my encouragement. That's powerful, Shane. Stand in the gap. Who's going to step up? Like you said, God's work will be fulfilled and it will come to pass. But the question that Shane leaves us with today is this, will you be a part and choose to be a part of God's plan for your life? I love it, Shane. Shane, thank you so much just for your willingness to just join us for today for a conversation. But also, like I said, for the willingness that you have and the passion, the heart you have for serving the Lord and helping and serving other people, man, it does not go unnoticed. What you do matters. I love your mission. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for Five Stones Fight Club. Thanks for all that you do. Yeah, thank you. Man, everybody, what a powerful episode and what an amazing guy who has such a heart for the Lord and such a heart for others and helping people and sparking them really to reach new heights and new pinnacles that they couldn't even fathomed reaching before. My friends, I just wanted to highlight just a couple more things when it comes to the holistic fitness aspect. Every single day, I challenge you to grow yourself physically, push yourself physically, but also to be aware of and being able to challenge yourself mentally and emotionally, being able to have the right perspective as you navigate this thing that we call life, and also being able to choose joy and to choose kindness and to choose love. And when we look at our relational aspect of fitness, being able to find community that will spark us on, that will challenge us, that will push us, that will sharpen us. As scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Not just seeking community for validation, but seeking community for correction as well. People that genuinely care about us and understanding that like we talked about, there is no such thing as tough love. If you're speaking the truth in love, that is love, right? Wanting something more for somebody is not pushing them and breaking them, but at the same time, understanding the fine line between validating and encouraging and giving courage to someone and loving on somebody, but at the same time, pushing them to be the very best that they can possibly be relationally. But then the most important was the spiritual aspect that we talked about. And my prayer for each and every one of you, and I know Shane's prayer for each and every one of you as well, is that every single day, you would find and incorporate the habit of surrender into your life. Being able to fall on your knees, being able to die to self, not just in the morning, but moment by moment throughout the day. Everybody knows that, man, we all fall short of the glory of God. But at the end of the day, it's those who can find surrender to Him, who can confess of our sins, who can ask for forgiveness and come with a humble spirit saying, you know what? I can't do this alone. I'm in dire and desperate need of a Savior. So let me surrender and give control to the Spirit each and every moment throughout the day and each and every aspect, my mind, my thoughts, my attitude, my actions, my deeds, whatever it looks like. My friends, surrender to the Spirit today. And I want to challenge you guys, every single listener, please go and get involved and give and donate to Shane and all that he's doing in and through his ministry at Five Stones Fight Club. You can do so at www.fivestonesfightclub.org. And when you write the five on five stones, it's actually the number five, not the word. So www.numberfivestonesfightclub.org. You guys also be sure to remember that this incredible upcoming fall brawl event that will be taking place in October 29th where Mike Tyson and so many other unbelievable professional boxers will be showing up to. You can buy tickets for that at that website that I just named off. You guys go to it. All the proceeds are going right back to the ministry and all that they're doing overseas to help just 
kids and families really find hope in the midst of tragedy. So my friends, be sure that you're getting involved because there are ministries like this all over the world who are doing really, really good, but they need our help. So let's jump on board and let's help serve Five Stones Fight Club. You guys, as always, we love you so much. We're thankful for you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us. And we'll see you next time on the Built Different Podcast.